This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God one more big praise. Amen. Amen. God is good. And all the time, (laughs) God is good. He's on your side. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. Amen. You know, last week we, we, we were talking about enemies of our faith and, and we talked about attitude. We like to call it unbelief. You know, that sounds better than bad attitude. Right? But really, unbelief is just an attitude. Where you say, I'm believing that. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. It's, it's kind of like your teenager when you tell him to clean up his room. You go, I, mm-mm. You're like, make me. Something inside me goes, okay. <laughs> this is going to be fun. You know, uh, I think sometimes we get this attitude with God. You know, well, we tried something. We didn't get what we wanted the way we wanted it for as long as we wanted. So we start acting like God's word don't work. It's an attitude. Man, we need to change that attitude. You, you know, uh, we, we have an attitude like it's God's fault, not mine. You know, attitude, because I prayed a prayer and it didn't get answered. So see, and that's, that's the wrong attitude. It ain't going to work for you. It never produces the desired result. I don't know why we keep doing that. Well, I guess, well, we do know why. It's another word we don't like to mention, immaturity. <laughs> but uh, we'll just jump right over that. Look at your neighbor and say, uh, this is third service. Act like you're having fun. Amen. <laughs> Don't, don't get your nasty attitude sitting there in the chair now, right? Let, let's just have some fun. Let's learn something today. Let's realize that, you know, we shouldn't be having this attitude with God. We, we should realize that if, if, something, if something isn't working in our life, maybe what we should do is change what we're doing in our life. Because every time you do what he said, he'll produce what he promised. Every time. Every time, if you're not seeing the production of God's promise in your life, it's because you're not doing what he said to do, or you ain't done it long enough. If God declares the end at the beginning and you don't see what he promised at the beginning, could it possibly be that you're just not to the end yet? Quit acting like it's over. It ain't over, just go to the end, because he's going to come through. I said he's going to, God's word will not return into him void, but it shall accomplish exactly what God sent it forth to accomplish. It's going to produce in your life. John 10.10, let's just open up there and check this out. John 10.10, Jesus said, the thief came to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come that you might have and enjoy life, abundant life. Look at that. I I like the Amplified. In abundance to the full till it overflows. In abundance to the full till it overflows. In abundance to the full till it overflows. That's the God life. God came to give you. But you know what's crazy is many of us, we don't have the life that we enjoy, and then we get an attitude rather than change whatever it is that's causing us from not having the life that we can enjoy. 
We would rather complain and whine instead of do something about whatever it is that's preventing God life, Zoe life, eternal life from being produced in our life. See, we will get an attitude that says, well, I guess eternal life is for when we're dead. Well, that's ridiculous. Eternal life doesn't start when you're dead. Eternal life starts when you're born again. You get born again. You get connected to God. You're connected to a brand new level of life, a new system of life, a new system of logic. God's system of logic producing God life in you. So if you're not enjoying life, what you really have to understand is you don't need an attitude. You need a revelation. Wrong life. Hey, that's a wrong life. If I'm getting the wrong results, then I need to change my life. I don't need a little itty bitty change. I need a massive, you know, reconstruction of my life. I need dramatic, crazy change. Hello, somebody. And I'll tell you what, man, I've been in church most of my life, been raised around believers. We need a, a, a dramatic change. It's very, very difficult to tell the difference from somebody who's separated from God and somebody who isn't. And I'm not talking about, well, people who are, who, who are connected to God, well, they don't smoke or they don't go to movies or they don't. Oh, that's not the point. The point is people who are connected to God ought to have life that looks like it would be enjoyable. Hello? If you're getting your hiney handed to you on a weekly basis, that ain't no fun. Come on. You just walk around looking like you're beat up from the street. That's not the God life that we've been called to live. Wrong life, wrong life. I want to get connected to the right life, the high life, the God life. We ought to have victory, right? Victory in Jesus is not a song on page 47 in a red hymnal. Victory in Jesus is the lifestyle that I'm supposed to be experiencing on a daily basis. And they, if I walk in the life that God's called me to, I'm going to enjoy life. And if you're not enjoying life, wrong life. Don't get an attitude. Deal with the thing that's preventing it. And, and there's an enemy of your faith we're going to talk about a little bit today. We're going to really get into it next week. But today, I, I just, you know, I've, I've thought and searched and hunted for all the kind of, of really cute ways to say this. So, you know, it'd be fun. And it, there ain't no easy way to say it. We're going to deal with lazy. Okay. We're just going to deal with lazy. Lazy. Look at your neighbor and say lazy. Lazy. You, you know, we Nobody gets out in the morning, walks into the bathroom, looks in the mirror and goes, whoa, you're greedy. You know, we, we don't recognize things in ourselves as quickly as we ought. You know, we, 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 we look in the mirror and say, I'm a steward. No, no, you're greedy. You're tight. You're a non-giver. You got to get honest at some point, don't you? We need to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I think every one of us, every single one of us, we're lazy. We want the production of God's promise, and we want him to produce it. Do you understand? You play a role. You play a role. We're, we're not just making CDs for people who aren't here today, guys. I'm talking to you. <laughs> we be lazy. Check this out. Okay, here, here's, here's what the Bible says. Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by faith. Romans 1.17, the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3.11, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10.38, look at it. 
The just shall live by faith. 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 This is how we do it. We live by faith. We live by faith. If you're born again, then you've been justified. You've been made righteous. You stand on the side of God, holy, righteous, blameless in his eyes. You are justified. And if you're justified, well, there is a lifestyle that you're supposed to live. You don't live by the system of the world. You don't live under the report of the world. You live according to the word of God, right? If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you're going to be born again. You're going to be made just. And now the Bible says this is how you do it. You don't get to live any way you want to. I've been set free, right, to live the way God tells you to. If you, can I just preface it this way and say, if you're not going to live the way God tells you to, please stop whining about not getting what God promised you. Because you ain't going to get what God promised doing it your way. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but at the end thereof, it's yucky. Okay? So if you're going to do it your way, you ain't getting God's results. And if you're not getting God's results, don't get an attitude with God. Get a reality check, probably because I'm too lazy to do what God says. Let me, let, me, let me go at it this way. The just shall live by faith. We got that, right? Romans 10, 17 says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes from the word of God. The word of God is the producer of faith. The just, that's us, shall live by faith. So we must have the word because the word is the producer of faith. So since the word is the producer of faith, I got to get word in my life so that I can live by faith because I'm justified by God. Since the just live by faith, I need God's word. Here's my question. How much God's word do you get on a week? basis. Well, you know, well, that's why we come to church. You think 40 minutes of teaching is going to work for you. It ain't so far. (laughs) Hello? How how lazy can we, that'd be, I mean, that's that's like me said, you know, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get in great physical condition. I'm going to drive by the gym. I'm actually going to get up and go in there. I'm going to park my car. I'm going to go in the gym. I'm going to walk in the gym. I'm going to listen to the music they all playing up in the gym. Walk around. I'm going to get gym clothes so I look like I fit at the gym. I got my gym suit on. Now I drive to the gym in my gym suit. I get out with my iPod. I go in. I listen to music while I'm in the gym. I sit down and watch people work out, drink a smoothie. Hello. I listen to people tell me why I should work out, and I say, you are absolutely right. I should work out. I watch people give demonstration of how different pieces of equipment work. I go, wow, that's crazy. He sweats a lot when he does that. I get up, I get in my car, and I drive away from the gym, and I say, I am now healthy. No, you are now even more lazy than you were when you got to the gym. Hello? The just shall live by faith. Where's the word in your life? Where is the, uh, you know, the the passion to go get it? Matthew 11, 12 says, From the days of John the Baptist, even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by 
force. Force, the definition of that word force, force is a power that can change and rearrange things. Cha- to change and rearrange things. You know what we gotta have? We gotta have a force that will change and rearrange some things in our life right now. Why? Because you ain't, later, later is gonna be too late. Right now, I've got to have the, the power of God moving and operating in my life right now. I need God's word right now. Well, I do, no, I just wanted to, you know, to say a prayer and, and, and maybe put a, a little offering in every now and then. And, and uh, you know, hey, chili feeds are cool. I'll come to the chili feed. I, I'll do a, I, I'll, I might even get in and go to the work day. But come on now, I don't want to get so, so fanatical that all I do is, you know, it's like study the Bible. That's, that's, that's a little bit over the top for me. Okay. Can I just be real? Can I be real? Can I be real and not offend you? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, do it anyway. Do it anyways until it hurts you. And, uh, you know, because I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Because what I want to say is there's Baptist churches, Lutheran churches, Presbyterian churches, Catholic churches, all over town. We help you find one of them that have the same mentality that, as that. Not because they're Baptist or Catholic. That's just, that's what they want. They, that's what they want. That is not what I want. Yeah, I'm, I, I do not want a pastor church full of defeated people who are so far separated from the victory that God's called them to live in that they, that, that they, they act ashamed of the gospel because, well, I, well, you know, that's what it says. But, you know, in reality, you know, we've we got to use some common sense here. That's doubt and unbelief, and it's trash. And the reality is, is that a defeated enemy has convinced a victorious people that, well, that that's probably probably when he said that is not that's really not what he really meant. And you know why? Because we're too lazy to take that word and get it sown in our heart. David said, "Thy word have I put in my heart, and I will not miss the mark." No, no. Listen to what D, listen to what he said. We, we, we. It's cute, right? You, you got your little bread box and you pull out your promised scripture and you read it, and <laughs> that's funny. And, and then you get on with life and you forget. No, this is the real deal. David said, "Thy word, I've put it in my heart, and I will not miss the mark." Why? Because his word has become so real. It is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And when I don't see it, I just take the word and stick my foot out there. And all of a sudden, I can see where I'm supposed to go. His word. His word. Psalms 119, verse 165. Great peace have those that love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. Great peace peace. Let's talk about this for just a minute. The Bible tells us that, you know, that we're not supposed to worry. Doesn't the Bible say, don't worry? Don't worry. How many times does it say, don't worry? A bunch. Okay. Uh, don't worry uh, about what you're going to eat, about what you're going to drink. That, uh, what is that? Matthew 6, 30. Well, 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God, right? But about 30, 32, don't worry about stuff. God already knows you need this. Hello? God already knows. What are you worrying about it for? Okay, so here's my question. How come you worry? Well, that's, that's normal. That's common. No, that's stupid and unbelief. I re- realize. I realize. Okay, 
We've been bombarded with a different system of logic, and we got to break that. But the only way to break that is to rise up with a spirit of violence and take by force what God says we can have. The Bible says don't worry. So when worry comes, we got to go, whoa, stop. I can't do that. Why? Because I'm just, and I don't live under that mentality. I live under God's word. It's changing my mind because my mind's being renewed according to his word so I can live God's way. Great peace have those that love thy law. Nothing shall offend. Great peace. Great peace. Study the word great. You're gonna, you know what you're going to find out about the word great? is It does not mean a little bit bigger. You know, the Greek word mega, most of us have been familiar with that because, we, you know, we get our word mega from the same word that they use here for great. Great. When we think of mega, we think of 11 more French fries at Wendy's. You, you want to mega-size that? Sure. What's that mean? They jump up a six more ounces of, of soda. No, mega is massive, huge. If you went to Wendy's and they asked you, Do you would you like to mega-size that, and you said yes in the spirit realm, when they said it, whack, it, your car would be obliterated. Now, you just, you'd be gone. Picture... Picture um, Fred Flintstone getting the mega-sized ribs and the car tips over. Mega, huge, gigantic piece. I mean, mind-blowing. You can't describe it. You can't define it. You can't wrap your brain around it. It is a piece that passes all understanding. It is a piece that is bigger than your ability to reason. Reasoning is what gets you into trouble. God's peace will be so much bigger than your ability to reason with this situation. It'll keep, oh my Lord, somebody. Great peace, huge, big old honking peace. So big that there ain't a storm big enough to compare. When the storm sees your peace, the storm goes the other way. When the storm, it, it gets around, your peace, your peace swallows up that storm. Remember when Jesus was on, on the boat with the guys, and the Bible says, and, and suddenly a great storm occurred. Amplified Bible says a storm of hurricane proportion. We ain't talking about it got windy. Some of us, that's how we act. The wind starts blowing, we go, oh, no. Oh, no. You know, what's the deal? Your hairspray ain't working or something. And you look around the room, and it really bothers some of these guys. They just shave it all off. You know, windy. No, hurricane. A great storm. Mega. And the guys are, and you know, they're messed up. They go get Jesus, and he, he speaks to it. Not about it. To it. Oh, I'm not going to get very far today. I can feel it. He doesn't speak about the storm. See, that's what we do. We like to talk about the storm. Why do we talk about the storm? Because we are so lazy, we have not renewed our mind. Come on now. We're just so lazy, we haven't renewed our mind. Well, this is the way I've always been. Well, that's your own lazy fault. Right? Because if you just did what the Bible said to do, your mind would get renewed according to the word of God, and you wouldn't be that way. You wouldn't be talking about your problem. You'd be talking to it. Anybody can talk about it. Anybody can describe it. You, you're not a reporter. 
you know, given, you know, hi, this is Tom, Channel 7, how y'all doing today? Okay, well, the wind's becoming blowing. No, that's not your job. You speak to that thing. I can say into this mountain, be removed and cast into the ocean. Yeah, I, I've got authority. I can't be so lazy, I won't know how and where to get it, how to use it, how to, no man, I got to invest myself, study, Second Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Most of us should be ashamed because we don't know how to use God's word. If the only word you got is Jesus wept. If that's it, your future ain't looking all that great. Great peace. Man, the storm that they were in, it was a great storm. Jesus spoke to it, and suddenly a great calm swallowed up their great storm. In other words, his great peace is bigger than their hurricane storm. What do you want? A great storm or his great peace? Because his peace is greater than in your storm. See, the life Jesus came to give you is bigger than the problem that you're dealing with. Why do we settle for the problem we're dealing with instead of the bigger life that God offers? Jesus came to give us life in abundance to the top till it overflows. That means that life is bigger than the crap I'm having to deal with. But I'd rather point out all, all the stuff instead of connect to the life that's bigger than the problem. Great peace. Well, I'm talking, if you ain't got great peace, maybe you should finish the rest of the verse. Great peace have those that love thy law. The law, God's word. The Bible says, if I am in relationship, love, if I'm in relationship with his word, my peace will be bigger than my problem. Great peace have those that love thy law. How many of you realize relationship isn't easy? You guys figure that out yet? Relationship ain't it. Hey, it's one thing. You know, you're driving down the street, see somebody, you know, you're waving at them, and, 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 you know, you bump into them in the mall. Hey, how you doing, man? It's cool. You go on. You know, uh, I even struggle with that part. You know, what do I do if I'm not in the mood to wave at you? You know, because I'm moody. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm growing. All right. Can I, can I just be honest with you? I didn't tell the, first, the other crowds this, but the, the reality is they've already figured it out. I, I, you, know, uh, you know, my mind will be somewhere, and I'll say, I want waves. Not that I didn't like you. It's just I didn't even notice you. You know, I'm just somewhere. Tommy Barnett. Now, here's a guy. Crazy. You've been around Tommy, haven't you? Does, did he remember your name? You know, what's weird is uh, our pastor, Sharky, will have a pastor's day and bring guys in to speak to us, Tommy Barnett. And I, I got down there to, to, to Spokane one night and was going to go in and sit down with Tommy Barnett and a bunch of pastors. And, we all, and, and he's coming in. And I'm watching him go through the room, and he's just all smiles and shaking hands. And he gets up to me, and he goes, hey, Tom, how you doing? That's good to see you. I'm so glad that you're here. It's, it's, I, and I, in my head, I'm going, he remembers my name. I, I can't remember my three children's names. Which one are you? <laughs> uh, I struggle. 
I struggle. Hey, when you see me in the mall, I say, hey, brother, how you doing? It's because I can't remember your name. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You know, hey, bro, give me some. You know, <laughs> you know so I, I struggle at that level. But relationship gets worse from there. Because once you get past the name, now you got to deal with the toods that come with that. With the mentalities, with the, you know, people on the street, hey, how are you? They don't bother me at all until we're in relationship. Matter of fact, I'm not easy to have a relationship with. You know, Shelby's tougher than she looks. You, know. <laughs> it, you might want it with me, just stick with, hey, pastor. Because, <laughs> hey, you know, you get in a relationship with me, I hurt your feelings. I, I bend you the wrong way. I, I, I say stuff you wish I wouldn't have said. I do, th- you know, am I right, Todd? Okay, go ahead. I know you want to. I know you want to shout it and dance around. That's right. Relationships hard. Relationship with the Word of God is tough. It don't happen because you said hello to it. It relationship happens because you engage yourself with it. You apply it in area. I got to tell you something. God says some stuff in that book. I wish He hadn't said. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I wish he hadn't said. Now, I'm glad that I've learned to do it, and now I see the benefit of it, but had I operated under my flesh, I would have never done it. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Yeah, right. Give. All you, you, people just take advantage of you. They just get your stuff. You know, I'll tell you what. I'll give when they've given to me. How about that? No, that's not what his word says. So be in relationship with his word. You know, Amos 3.3 3 says, how are you going to walk with God unless you agree with God? How are you going to do this? How, how, you, you ain't going to change God. You, you got to change you. But if you will, if you'll align up with that word, it says great peace. We're talking about a peace that is bigger than any problem you could ever have if you just engage yourself in the word of God. Great peace, great peace have those that love thy law and nothing, no, no thing. You realize that everything is contained in the definition of no thing. Nothing. There is not a thing. Nothing. There is not a single thing that can cause you to be off-ended. Off-ended. That, that word offended literally means to, be, to cause to stumble, fall, Quit or fail. You, you can't lose. Your marriage can't go under if you are engaged with the word. Great peace have those. Great peace. Guys, you, you know what peace is? It, it's not just tranquility of mind. It is it is. Total health, total prosperity, total breakthrough, total power, total anointing. I mean, just do a study of the word peace, it'll blow your mind. It's a great peace. Shall, shall those have that, that love my lot? Great peace. You, you're going to, nothing, nothing can cause your life to go down. Your marriage can't fail if you're engaged in the word. Your finances can't end if you're engaged to the word. If you're doing what he said, he's going to produce what he promised. Great peace have those that love thy love. Nothing, no thing shall offend them. You, you can't be knocked off the trail. 
So if you are off-ended, if you are not seeing the production of life, you can't say, well, I guess God's word don't work. No, you have to say, I guess I'm not doing what he said. You got one of two choices. There's the life cycle and the death cycle, right? You got to remember, you got you to test to see what spirit we are of. Are we operating under the promise of God or are we operating under a different promise? Have we got the blessing going on or we got curse being produced in our life? I'd rather promote the blessing than, than focus on the curse. Let's promote the blessing. Let's get the blessing going on. But, but if I've got death and sickness and poverty and brokenness being, you know, constantly being produced in my life, I, I, you know, I can't say, well, it's just a season. No, it's a product. It is a fruit that's being produced in my life. Stop it. Wrong life. I, I need to shift. I need to make a change. I need to live different. I need to change the way I think, feel, and, and make my choices. I need a power that can cause me to be different than I was before. Bible says in James, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which has the power to save your soul, to save your soul, the, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make choices. I, God's word can change the way you see everything. But it ain't, God's word is not Brill Cream. Anybody remember Brill Cream? Man, we're... Dating ourselves now. Yeah. Remember Brill Cream? Remember the ad? Little dabble do ya. It was a hair product back in the day. Right? So uh, a dabble do Some of us act like God's word. Like all we need, we, we just need a little bit. Just that little bit. And then we get on with life and, 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 and get some real living done. We're missing, the, we're missing the mark. I said we're missing the mark. Guys, I got to tell you something. It... What, what God has in store for us is huge. I, I mean, for your home, for your family, it's awesome. For, for the church, think about it, four years old. The church is four years old. We own 10 acres, paid for. We are going to see a building erected on that property. Not exactly sure when or how, but I'll tell you what, uh, it's going to be crazy. When, when, when we get there, guess what? We will not be overwhelmed with debt. You'll walk in, you'll look around, and you'll be very proud and happy to bring your friends there and say, look what God did through us. It's going to be nuts. Matter of fact, in the next 90 days, we're going to raise $100,000 in the next 90 days. Why? Well, because somebody said they'd match it. They called up and said, man, God's doing a lot of stuff at your church. They swing by. They talk to us. They say, you know what? We feel led to do this. We want to encourage your people to participate in what God's doing. So if you raise $100,000 in 90 days, we'll match it. And I guarantee you, they can do it. So can we. So we're going we gonna to do that. In, in the next 90 days, above your tithes, above your offerings, don't put your tithe in there and mark it because then we can't keep the lights on, but we got a great building fund. No, let's, let's, let's just, just, just talk to God. Let God talk to you. We're not sending trained fund you know, raisers to your house to come get your money. No, we're asking God to speak to your heart and you to do what he said. Just do what he said and just, just mark on, 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 you know, on, on your envelope or in the offering. Just, just put down their building fund or hundred grand match or whatever, just so we know the difference and we'll put it in. We're going to raise the money. 
and you will be very glad you participated. Or you can sit back and you can watch other people get catapulted to a level of victory that you wish you had. And you can say, they are so lucky. And we'll say, you are so lazy. Because you won't grow yourself. You won't develop yourself. You're just lazy. Don't know God's word. Don't know what he said. Don't know how to apply it. Don't want to press in. Just pray for me. Rub oil on me. You know, prophesy. Do something so I ain't got to do nothing. And that's, how, that's kind of how we go through life. You, you know, that's what we want. We, you know, just let me get in the car. I'll, I'll put in a $77 offering. Have you seen that thing? Well, I hope not. If you $77.77, send it to me and God will bless you. I can't even start talking about that. This is going to irritate me. God is not a vending machine. And if you put in the right amount and pull the right lever, you get what you want. Man, you, you got to get in the book and, uh, and, and see what he said to do. Just, just listen to God. Just, well, God don't talk to me. I can't hear God. Well, it's because you ain't never spent no time in his word. You need God's word. I'm going to show you some stuff next week. I'm going to show you some things. And, and it's just going to, you know, you're going to go, oh, that's why it ain't never produced in my life. Oh, I go. There it is. Because when you do what God said, the way God said to do it, great peace have those that love his law. Nothing, nothing can cause them to cave in, fail, or quit, stumble, or fall. Nothing. His word in your heart starts to cause something to grow up inside of you. And all of a sudden, you, you have, you got something other people ain't got. I'm not, t- it's not just the word of God. It's the word from God. That when God speaks to you and you know you heard God, you, uh-huh, uh-huh, got it. And when other people come and they say that they're going to take that from you, you go, oh, no, you're not. And I, and I ain't even got to fight with you. I don't, I don't have to argue. I, I ain't got, this ain't tug of war. You just do what you're going to do and then watch what God's going to do in my life because of what he promised me. You know, people ask us all the time, how, how in the world did, did, did you get the garden to grow to the place that it's at in four years? Well, God said something and we listened and we just simply did what he said and now he's got to produce what he promised. Well, what about these horrible economic times that we're in? I hadn't noticed that we were in horrible economic times. Well, are, you, are you saying that you don't acknowledge? No, there's trouble out there. But I got news for you. It ain't, it ain't what they say it is. If you're watching the news, you're misinformed. I said, if you're watching the news, you're misinformed. This is as bad as the Great Depression. Really? Unemployment's at 8%. In the Great Depression, it was over 25%. We've lost 25 banks year to date, I think it is. 25 banks. In 1978 to 81, we lost 500 banks. You can't even remember what happened in 1978 through 80. We ain't talking about the Great Depression. Great Depression, they didn't have food stamps. We do. Today, right now, you lose your job. What happens? You get a check. Great Depression, there weren't no checks going out to nobody. Wait. A recession is a response to a report given. That's why when you turn on the news and listen to it for 30 minutes, you're going to hear the word crisis about 30 times because they're promoting 
a particular message to get a particular response. Well, how about you listen to the good news? God said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against you, you shall condemn, because this is the heritage of the children of the living God. But no, we're too lazy to know what God said. We won't play church. We're too lazy. We want great victory with no battle. Well, that's called fake fantasy. That's why, that's why many people don't want nothing to do with church. Because they don't understand why they go stand in a room, sing songs, put money in a bucket, and go home for nothing. Because we're too lazy to really move in and get too late, too lazy. You know what? How, how, okay, I'm going to close. Because uh, I, I can't go. The next thing I'm going to, the next point that I have, the thing I want to show you, is going to take more than seven minutes. So I'm, I'm going to save it. I'll walk with great discipline because, you know, the, they, they say that 17 minutes of teaching is all you can retain. So if I give you the really good stuff at the end, you'll never remember it. <laughs> you realize, you, and you probably know people that could, that could be on a free trip to, in Disney World and they'd be complaining about something. They'd be finding find something. You know, here we are. We are blessed of God. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead has quickened us. He's now living in us. We, we, we've got this. In, and here we are. We're at the garden. We're at the garden where, where God is moving. And families that should have been, you know, flushed have been rescued. And, and, and lives that should have been destroyed have been blessed. And, and, and we, we got all kinds of awesome things going. Oh, oh yeah, and by the way, there's some things that really bother me. Don't be lazy. Deal with stupid. Okay? You, you cannot live stupid. You can't, you can't live lazy and have breakthrough power that God wants you to have. Obviously, there are some things in your world, in our world, that probably going to need to be addressed, probably going to have to be changed, but they shouldn't have the, the, the power to rob you of your peace, of your joy, of, 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 of your vision. Hello? They're not, they're, cancer you know, calls up and says, you're going to die. No, I'm not. You're just not going to find me crying in the corner somewhere. <laughs> We're talking God's word is, is too real. You know, some of your stuff that you're dealing with, it's real, but God's word is realer. Okay? Don't be lazy. Get in your position of victory. Then you have an anointing to change the things that you think need to be addressed. Then you got the power and the authority and, and the opportunity and the appointment. You're in your appointment, man. And in that appointment, you have authority to use God's word and get some stuff done. But don't be lazy and just sit there and say, well, until some things change, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to play church. I'm just going to be like we've always been. You're going to be very disappointed and upset at yourself when you realize that, oh, my Lord, I've missed some of my greatest opportunities because I was too comfortable to complain and didn't want to deal with the difficulty of change. Hey, let's grow. Let's be who God's called us to be. Amen. Let's live by faith. Live by the word of God. I said, live by the word of God. 
Live by the word of God. If you're not in that book every day, if you're not studying that book, quit complaining about the results you ain't seeing. You know, just, just knock it off until you get in there and start, you know, well, I don't have time for that. You don't got time to live the lifestyle that you said you're going to live. You're just trying to get out of hell. Great. I'm just trying to bring heaven on earth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in victory. I, I'm going to irritate Satan. I'm going to, I live to humiliate him on a daily basis. I want my life to be a frustration to the powers of darkness that every day when I get out of bed, hell goes, oh crap. They're getting up. <laughs> Hello? Come on. How about that be us? How about that be us? Amen. It's going to demand that you live different. You, you know what happened this last week? They, they told you we went, we went to Vision Conference, right? Well, I've been to Vision Conference since about 94, 95, somewhere in there. Been going to Vision Conference. But this year is a little different because not last year, but the year before. Was it, was when, when did God speak to us that, that he wanted us to be in a different condition at the end of the next year? You know, and, and we went into that. That was like 07, the beginning of 07 uh, or 08. Which was it? 07. So, so at the beginning of 07, we're hearing God wants us to be in different condition, physically, financially, emotionally, you know, different condition at the end of the year than we were at the beginning. God dealt with me and physically I had to get in different condition. Okay. So it made, made some changes, getting all this stuff, doing stuff now that I said I'd never do like running. I think that, you know, this is just blows my mind and, you know, preparing for a 50 mile trail race. Whew. Okay. Getting ready the other day, not, you know, ran nine miles one day. That might not, you, you, you don't have to clap, just send oxygen. You know, uh, you know, I'm just like, this is crazy. So this year at Vision, you, you know what I wanted to do? Live the same lifestyle I've always lived. Head to, you know, to, to the Cheesecake Factory, order two slices, because, you know, they're small. And, and um, you know. You know, and, and just go to the room and every break you get and lay down. No, I had to get up and I had to go find a trail, I had to go run, had, had to be different. Why? Because I'm getting a different result. If I want the old result, I can live the old lifestyle. But to get the new result, I got to live the new lifestyle. See, and, and, and it's great for a while, but then we get to a spot where we go, yeah, well, you know, take some photos now because just in case I blow up again, you know, we'll have something for the website. No, you can't. You got to be committed, right? You got to be committed. But you, you want to, you know, so easy to get comfortable and be lazy again. And see, that's what happens to us. We prayed the prayer. We're really excited for a while. God's coming on the scene. Wow, Jesus is awesome. And then we get comfortable living like a heathen, like a non-believer. No word. We agree with negativity from unsaved people, or we find people who are born again but just ain't any different than a non-saved person. Well, come on, I'm preaching good now. We, 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 you can find a believer who is in disagreement with the word of God, just like you are, to justify your lazy lifestyle if you want to. Or you can say, okay, I need to find me the voice of wisdom. I don't need a voice of reason. I need the voice of wisdom. God's word unfolding you know, in my life, causing me to get a different result. Can't get all lazy again and go back over here and start living with the same attitudes that I had before Jesus. 
I'm going to be praying for you this week. You be praying for me. You, you pray, Jesus, Lord, help pastor share what he needs to share in a way that we can receive it. Because sometimes, you know, I'm looking at you and you just look ticked. I'm gonna, it's like you're sitting there thinking, I'm going to hit you with the car in the parking lot. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you before you get out of the building, taking you out. Man, I'm just sharing the word, you know, let's not be lazy. Let's go at it. Let's get what God has for us. Amen. And I, and I tell you what, you are going to go for just, you are going to go crazy when you see that you have the ability to take God's word and get results. Daily results. I'm talking places that you ain't had, and I know it, I know it, because I've, I've had this conversation, me and God, you know, uh, and, and I know it. You, you're going to, the places that you have not seen the result, if you'll do this, you'll go, what was I thinking? Why did I buy the lie? The revelation comes and boom, all of a sudden, hello, hello. And guys, you know, I, I, I want to tell you, nah, nah, never mind. Okay, let's pray. Let me throw that at you next week. Let's pray. Just bow your head, close your eyes. If you're here today and you are not yet in a relationship with God, you do not have Jesus. If you, if you do not have Je you are doomed. <laughs> 